Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, the one, the only, Darth Tuba. Will, how are you today, sir? I am doing well. We are, uh, this is take two of our, uh, of our thing. Yeah, <laughs> our thing, our podcast. Yes. We we tried to do this for those who uh, are are not sure what we're talking about. We tried to do this utilizing a, a different format, and it failed miserably. And uh, we, we we just we couldn't hear each other. And then uh, so we finally decided to bag it and take two. And take we are, two. Yeah, we take are two. Next, take two. So that, you know what? So, you know what? Yeah, just put my fan on because it's a little hot. All right. Oh, now you're fro- are you frozen? Oh, he's frozen again. <laughs> oh, there we are. Oh, no, not oh, again. No! Oh, oh, Cue the no. Darth Vader meme. No! <laughs> All right. Uh, well, as we were alluding to, if you missed it last week, this month is a auspicious month in Star Wars. It is 10 years ago this month that George Lucas sold... Lucasfilm to Disney Corporation to the Disney Corporation and so today we're going to be looking at how Star Wars mainly Star Wars because even though it was really I think that's one thing everybody kind of looks at just Star Wars when they say I thought we were going to talk about Willow Willow Willow. come on Mad 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 Modigan you are mad. Um, but no, but no, that actually brings up a good point. I think most people just focus on the fact that of just Star Wars. Right. Like well, with the Lucas sale. Yeah, which it is. But I mean, it was all properties of Lucasfilm. So like you said, Willow, um, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, you know, everything to do with Lucasfilm. <laughs> Tucker. Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> um Red Tails, uh, <laughs> Strange no, Magic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Well, I guess when you really get down to it, I mean, Indiana Jones is a is a is a uh, I guess a close second, but beyond that, we're talking the wars. We're talking Star Wars. We're talking mm-hmm. uh, the last ten years. Ten, ten years. And what since, we have since Star Wars became a part of the House of Mouse. Right. Now, uh, I have many thoughts on this. I have many, many thoughts. And uh, I know that if you were to go around the interweb and, you know, have, you know, go to the, let's say the man on the proverbial street and say, how, how do you think Disney's handling the Star Wars brand since they've purchased it? I'm sure that if you put that out there in an open forum, which it, I know for a fact, because it is out there in an open forum, and a lot of the answers can be let's shall we say less than enthused um while i think others are you know fine with it and i think others are very excited about it but i think um i think a a lot of loud a lot of a minority of voices are very loud Mm -hmm. and make some people believe that that a great number of people are very unhappy with how this film has handled it um but i'd like to remind everyone and, and take a let's take a trip in the wayback machine to around let's say you know to 2011 20 you know 2010 2011 so how did star wars look in 2010 2011 well we didn't have any movies no our last movie was well i guess you can count the clone wars movie uh the 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 cartoons that like they took four episodes and they put them put them together as a as a theatrical release which didn't go very well it did you know and it was just a it was a bad call on Lucasfilm's part, and uh, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fine, but I just, you know, it just, people don't we don't get as excited about Star Wars animation as in just Star Wars, right? So, what else did we have? Well, let's say we had Star Wars Family Guy, something, 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 Dark Side, Blue Harvest. Yes, you know, we had Star Wars Robot Chicken. What the heck's an Aluminum Falcon? We had oh Star Wars Angry Birds. Okay, and we had the Clone Wars and Rebels, 
Alright, I'll give I'll give that. Well, I, um, I guess. Well, when did Rebels come out? I guess that was a little bit later. But uh, Rebels came out under the Disney banner. Yeah, it did. I, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Clone Wars. So aside from Clone Wars, which was which actually, in many people's opinion, got stronger with age and with each passing year, they improved the animation. It seems as though there wasn't much to talk about with Star Wars. I felt like in many ways we were approaching another set of dark times. Mm-hmm. Like like we did it back in the mid '80s, when you know Star Wars: Return of the Jedi came out, it left, and what did we have? We had Ewok cartoons, we had Droid cartoons, we had the two Ewok movies, which you know, as a kid, I got excited about those things, but you know, I'd watch them and I'd be like, yeah, I'm not getting the same. I didn't I didn't dislike them. I just wasn't getting the same sense of enthusiasm. I was also getting older, and you yeah. were definitely skewing to a younger audience. So. That, so that kind of felt like we were going down that path again in uh, 2011. Uh, we did have Star Wars weekends at Disney, which was actually a lot of fun. If you've ever, have you ever been to one of those? No, I, I, I've only been to Disney once, and that was years ago when I was just a little kid. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like a, a mini convention every weekend. And they'd have a couple of stars from the movies, and you could get autographs and stuff, and they'd have programs. Kind of like the stuff you would see at Star Wars Celebration, but but mini- in miniature, and that's pretty much what they had, right? So there there wasn't there wasn't a lot going on, you know. There were books, there were comics, but and then uh, lo and behold, I think the I want to say the announcement of the purchase came in like October. Am uh, I right about? Me, uh, let me look. Like, let me I thought look. it was October thirtieth, somewhere around there, right, right close to Halloween. Um, so while you're, you know, uh, you know, you kind of, yeah, check on the date on that. But, uh, essentially I remember sitting in, sitting on my couch. I mean, it's like one of these things where, you know, do you remember where you were when Kennedy was shot or when, you know, when the challenger disaster or September 11th, um, it was D- Disney acquired Lucasfilm on October 30th, 2012 for 4.5 billions in the form of cash and stock with 1.8 billion in stock. Okay, so when did they yeah. announce it? Was it did they announce it in April? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I don't. You're, you know, it's it's it, so so the purchase actually took place in October. All right, so, but it did take place ten years ago. So here we are. I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting on the couch. I was looking, you know, scrolling through my news feed on my phone, and my phone buzzed like six times because of all these Star Wars and Disney places that I follow. Bzz, 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 come up, and I'm looking, and I'm like. Oh my God. And I just, you know, my, my, I remember my wife was working on her master's and she was, you know, doing a master's uh, online. So she was sitting at the desk next to me and I just said, you're not going to believe this. Disney just purchased Star Wars, Lucasfilm and, and, oh, and that same announcement announced episodes seven, eight, and nine, nine. with the return of the original, of the, cast. Of the original cast. So all in one sentence. So I was, I was shocked. You know, I just, I thought that was it. We had our episode one, two, and three. Lucas came back. He did the next trilogy. He said that he was, was done. And I'm like, all right, well, that was good. I'm glad, you know, John Williams put his musical genius on it and kind of had a great send off. I thought, okay, that's, that's it. That's a great, we have a great six movie saga and it, it, it's, it's awesome. And and I was Good with that, and then all of a sudden this happened, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I know. And 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 then they were talking about other non saga related movies to go out in between, and I just said, "Oh no, this is this is this is like life changing in terms yeah. of for a Star Wars fan, because now, and and it was it was in some ways depressing, because not because Disney the corporate overlord was taking over. I I had extreme faith. In mm-hmm. Disney, because I'm a Disney brand follower. I am, for those who don't know, I am a DVC, Disney Vacation Club member, a Disney annual pass holder, a D23 member. You know, my family has vacation there every year. Our daughter works down there, works in Disney, currently at the art corner in Disney Springs as a caricature artist working tonight. So she, you know, Disney is very, you know, runs deep in our family. Yeah. But, but I also know that, you know, they've, they've had a few, they've had a few misses. Okay, they have like any any company does, and but I thought of things like 
Pixar, Muppets, uh, Marvel. That was one, Marvel. yeah. That's when, what... I, when I thought of Marvel and I thought of what they had accomplished up to that point mm-hmm. with the Marvel brand, and that was only in four short years or five short years, yeah. I thought, these are the people I want to um, helm you know, the, the Star Wars brand moving forward. Yeah. You know, because I think that they will bring in the most talented people and the mm-hmm. most talented artisans to do what needs to be done. And I, I think for me, you, when you mentioned Marvel, that was the one that really, you know, cause I remember when it first came out, people, I remember having, you know, having conversations with people that were worried that Star Wars was going to get Disneyfied. If that's so core, like it was going to get never understood cartoony that and to, and I always pointed out Marvel, they but, have taken a, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know where that, where that idea comes from of the, like I like to say, the vacation is the about vacation of anything. It's an upsetting term to me because they have done so much. Yeah. Away from that, I think where that comes from, John, is the the you know the first Disney's foray into live action back in the in the late fifties and sixties when mm-hmm. Walt Disney was still alive. You know what did we have? Well, we had things like we had the True Life Adventures, which were like the animal kind of films. Then we yeah. had, you know definitely family oriented. Yeah, but we had Mary Poppins, right? But when you think about it, Mary Poppins was like, you know, a it stood out in a class by itself, you know, right. and but there were a lot of there are some Disney, go on Disney Plus, look at the movies that are there. Oh, yeah, are, there's the computer wore tennis shoes, you know, even like even more, more well known ones like bed knobs and broomsticks. I mean, they're not all that great. I mean, they, don't get me wrong, I, I shouldn't say they're not all that great, they're very fun, family friendly. Kind of yeah, um, saccharine uh, or uh, sickingly sweet, you yeah. know, films. Yeah, and I think that's where di- people like when they see Disney, they think that. But I laugh because I'm like, what? No. I mean, and I, I told I told what people about Pirates the same... of the Caribbean. What about Pirates? Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah, there's a whole series of that has there's, there's like skeletons that come to life. It's like it's like the mummy for goodness sake. Yeah. Well, and I told people this. I always told people the same thing. I said. They're going to treat that when this first time I said they're going to treat this like they did Marvel, which is a almost a hands off approach. Whereas it's like it's like we're getting we're getting the money, we're getting the merchandise sales from it, we're getting all that stuff, and we can merchandise this stuff, we can put it out there. But you guys, you know, and that's one thing everybody says is that while it's under the Disney umbrella, Lucasfilm itself is still a separate company. Right. I mean, they still do their own thing and. I don't know exactly how much oversight Disney has. I, I can and, I can tell you without um, much. Uh, I mean, I think I'm sure there's a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but I also feel that Kathleen Kennedy is really the keeper of the keys when it comes mm-hmm. to Star Wars and oh, yeah. film. And I think, uh, at least for now, um, and and again, and, I, and I'm going to preface this right now. I'm not. We're not going to bash on Kathleen Kennedy. Mm-hmm. I can't stand the ba- the the hate that I read about her. Yeah. Um, that woman has had her hand in the 25 most successful motion pictures of all time. Okay. Not yeah. just Lucasfilm. Okay. But Jurassic Park, Back to the Future. I mean, for, for, cannot just get over yourselves. All right. Yeah. For all that is yeah. holy and good. All right. I, you, you don't have to like everything that Disney put out, but you can't take the things that Disney put out and that you didn't like and totally throw Kathleen Kennedy under the bus for it. Mm-hmm. Or, and then take the stuff that was good, or then your opinion or anybody's opinion, and give someone else credit. Okay, you know it is what it is. So yeah. not to say that there haven't been a few bumps along the way, but I think that um, you know the the when I heard you know for Marvel, the, the way when I think about like you said with the way Marvel was handled, but I felt it was going to be better, and I'll tell you why, because unlike Marvel, okay, you got to remember Marvel was in dire straits. Yeah, before you know, whereas Lucasfilm was much smaller company, okay, and not and and with only a Star Wars you know movie and you know comic and novels kind of in play, 
you know, Luke Lucasfilm and, you know, a little bit of indie and that's it. We joked about it. There's nothing, there's not much else. Uh, Lucasfilm was a far tighter package. And, but, but the thing that Disney, I'm sure noticed the Disney company, the Disney executives was that, you know, it seemed like, and again, this was all based, this was all because George Lucas was one guy. He was an independent filmmaker. So when he made films, it took three years, right? Three years to make yeah. a film. Now, now we can do it in two. Probably can do it, and you can shoot things back to back and do them in six months. But they do. But he did it in three. Well, there was a great formula with that that people don't realize. Is what happens when you make a Star Wars movie and then you make another Star Wars movie three years later? Your three-year-olds that watched it become six-year-olds. Your six-year-olds mm-hmm. become nine-year-olds. Your nine-year-olds become twelve-year-olds. You basically get a new childhood generation for each film. There are people that grew up watching. I grew up watching Star Wars. A few kids younger than me, their first was Empire Strikes Back. And then a few years later, their first film was Return of the Jedi. So this spaced out thing made every movie release a, a an instant blockbuster. And yeah. then he went around and did it again in two, 1999, 2002, 2005. So I think Disney saw this and say like, oh my God. And, oh, and, when, and then another big one, when he released the uh, special editions, 1997. Mm-hmm. A twenty-year-old movie is 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 the highest-grossing film, for goodness' sake. Yeah, you know? I mean it's it's crazy to think about that, you know. So there was then that I think Disney was already thinking about it, you know, and I think that you know it made sense to them, like you said, they you know they want to collect, they want to make an investment. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean gonna... Disney Disney's a company, and at the end of the day, that's what, um, that's the bottom line is. Is it gonna, you know, is it gonna make money? And Star Wars has made money first for for Disney. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Right. Absolutely. And um, and that, that's one thing that, that always gets. I got, I got sidetracked, but I started to say with Marvel, the problem with Marvel was that Marvel, because they were in such financial turmoil before mm-hmm. the Disney purchase, they had sold the theme park rights to Universal. The Spider-Man right, the rights to distribute Spider-Man and make distribute Spider-Man films to Sony, Sony. and the rights to, to make and distribute uh, Fantastic Four and X-Men movies to Fox. Uh, Fox right. So there, there were there, there was just a big, huge mess, right? Yeah. And then Disney comes in and buys Marvel. Great, awesome. Disney buys Marvel, right? Can't do Spider-Man until until more recently with um with with a huge deal that disney doesn't get a lot of i mean it's like basically i think it's like disney gets you know the the, the sony got the three picture deal and Mm -hmm. disney got to use spider-man that spider-man tom holland in the other you know the civil war avengers endgame avengers Infinity war yeah and that's it i don't know and 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 i think i think sony makes a bulk of the money on those other films and uh now and oh and then and universal my god i mean to anybody thank god this didn't happen with star wars because don't get me wrong it's not that i don't like universal i just i you know my investment goes into disney so when we go down to yeah. florida we go to disney once in a while we'll take a day and go to universal but that's pretty much it there is a um a marvel uh in in the islands of adventure theme park there is a Mar- marvel land that universal did before Disney purchased Marvel. Now, because the deal that that Marvel made with Universal, they they have to, they are not allowed to have any characters in any other theme parks east of the Mississippi in the continental United States. Mm. Which is why in California, Disney's California Adventure, they are allowed to have them. So you have Marvel's campus with like a thousand uh, Marvel characters walking around and like ten new ones every day. When every time there's an episode of like Moon Knight now, the Moon Knight shows up, you know, they just yeah. they go crazy with it. And you can't do any of that in Disney. The only one they allowed is Guardians of the Galaxy because that came out after the fact. And um, the, if, if, if I think I even think Universal has to I think Universal basically has to say, um, you know, maybe have the final say. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Anyway, it's a mess. Yeah, it's a total mess. Well, and then, it, you... they bought, they bought uh, Fox. So yeah. we're getting some of that back. Well, and you just brought up a good another good point for why, you know, this 
people shouldn't have been too worried about Disney because they know who to hire and who to bring if they do have to bring people in. Because like you said, Marvel, um, I think a lot of people don't understand with that. And this will correlate into hiring the right people, bringing the right people in and knowing who to bring in is the care, the Marvel movies that they brought in. These weren't the top tier Marvel, Marvel care, Marvel characters. These were like third tier. Like these weren't like the X-Men, Spider-Man, the ones that people thought were popular. They brought in the third tier and now they're the most popular comic book characters right. ever. I mean, and, and now it's funny because I did not know that. I mean, I learned yeah. it later, but I didn't know yeah. it at the time because, you know, growing up, I mean, the only comic book, we didn't read comic books growing up, but we did play with toys. We yeah. had the Mego action figures, the, like the, the seven, eight inch ones that mm -hmm. were, they, they had them, they had them for everything. You know, they had them, they had Star Trek ones, but they also had, so it was the Marvel DC crossover. You could have Superman playing with Iron Man, you know, and yeah. I had Iron Man. My brother, my brother was three years older than me. He played with Iron Man and Thor. And I thought these were the, the main guys, you know? So when I see uh, Iron Man being the first movie, I didn't think twice about it you know but then i learned later that it's really spider-man and x-men you know so it, it's yeah. uh it's interesting but, but anyway but yeah that so, just you know, shows you know that the, the the disney does know what they're doing right now so let's let's put it into some all right so now they they purchase they purchase disney disney, mm -hmm. disney purchases marvel they i can't speak today disney purchases <laughs> lucasfilm and the yeah. star wars brand they're going to, you know, let's talk about some of the things that they did. But let's let's, let's do it in kind of in broad strokes a little bit, because. Yeah. Um, but the the main the main one, of course, is the uh, continuation of the Skywalker saga, mm -hmm. right? Three more movies, um, episode seven, eight, nine. Uh, they start off with episode seven, The Force Awakens. They're going to bring in J.J. Abrams. Now that was an interesting. Um, yeah. Time because. J.J. Abrams just came off of the Star Trek franchise, mm -hmm. and everybody's comment about Star Trek, which I loved. I'm a Star Trek fan as well, and I love the Star Trek film, the 2009 film. And But the main thing was it, it felt like Star Wars. That was yeah. like a main thing. And part of the reason for that is, you know, Ben Burt was brought in to do the sound. So even though there were sound that was definitely unique to Star Trek and they were even using the original Star Trek sounds, just kind of developing them a little bit, it still had, you know, that Ben Burt yeah. craftsmanship. And, and it, it doesn't help means, you know, JJ has gone on record as saying he was always been more of a Star Wars fan. Right. You know, he didn't come in as a lifelong fan of Star Trek. Right. Um, so I do, I remember there was a, there was some controversy to it too, um, because of you know I know just like the the as we'll kind of might kind of get to the sequels have been polarizing the 2009 film, and you know they was re, sometimes referred to as the Kelvin universe or the JJ verse in Star Trek has been just as polarizing with Star Trek fans. Right, there right. are fans who love it and fans who hate it. You know, so, it, and and I'm always I'm always reminded of of a kind of um a statement uh, i can't remember where where it's where what it alludes to directly but it's kind of like um you know the more i, I think it's from a country song about being a celebrity and the more they write my name the more my price goes up and and then and then another one was more like the uh the you know any any publicity is good publicity. So to have a film or films have be, have such a polarizing uh, atmosphere to them, um, I I don't know if that I start to wonder these days, you know, with hindsight, if that really was an error or if that was all by design, you know. And I I mean I don't know about Star Trek because I mean Star Trek yes it was polarizing but we have to know that Star Trek universe does not have the same level of fan base it's, no. it's different and it's not it's not as mainstream yeah as star wars has become mm -hmm. but so all right so we have so let's we'll, we'll talk about the first one we have force awakens we have you know the bring them back harrison ford mark hamill carrie fisher anthony daniels um peter mayhew they even said at that early on uh, kenny baker was going to be back on and you know donning the r2 costume or whatever 
they brought in Lawrence Case Kasdan to help do the writing. So and and they really brought back a lot of folks to do this. And you know, I I I was excited. I was concerned about you know what the reaction would be, which I have learned since then is that it's it's just silly to be concerned about that. Yeah. Um, again, follow the money. You know, if you want to know how how well a movie's received, um, there was a lot of hype for that. But I still yeah. think Episode One was the far greater hype than. Yeah. It had more hype for that movie than than I've ever seen any movie. Oh. At least you know. But Force Awakens was a close second. But mm-hmm. um, you know, we got that first trailer, and they had the Star Wars celebration, and that was something different than we didn't have earlier. Did you watch the Star Wars show doing their live? No, I, did, I no, I did not. That was an incredible experience because you know I love going to Star Wars Celebration. I've been to three of them, but you know with a daughter in college, I just we just couldn't swing it. So, um, but they brought on this live stream, and it was literally twelve hours long, and it wasn't just like a. I thought it was going to be just a camera, you know, plugged up in the you know up up in the rafters and just looking at the crowd. Yeah, it wasn't that at all. It was they had interviews and it was and they had hosts like Anthony Carboni and Andy Gutierrez and uh, David W. Collins. And they were interviewing different people like on the special made up stage. Then they would cut to one of the one of the panels and it'd go back and and they'd play a little music and then do a little some crowd panning. It was a great thing to have on. I I watch it now. I put it on and uh, just have it on in the background from because it's still on starwars.com you can you or uh, the star wars uh youtube channel you can find them and they did it for all three movies and they and it was fantastic it just was so much fun um so the hype was there oh know, yeah it was, it was there and then the movie comes out in december what'd you think of that i thought it was an interesting move uh i think now it's it's funny because it almost become i've almost become used to it yeah. Now it's almost become something this, yeah. like, like, oh yeah, it's it's Christmas time. It's a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I know, and 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 for us it was great because um, our our and again you know this is just you know del, 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 uh, delving into personal stuff here, but our daughter was in college. She was yeah. in a, a college about three hours away in Baltimore, and it just so happened that because there was a movie release in each year, right? Because there was yeah Force Awakens, then there was Rogue One. One. Then there was uh, Last Jedi, so and then um, what the uh, the senior year was the only one that there wasn't one. So freshman, sophomore, and junior year, her last day was you know I pick her up on the Friday that the movie released, but mm-hmm. the movie came out Thursday night. So I my wife and I would go and we didn't do we never did we didn't do midnight showings. I stopped that after the prequels. That the midnight showings are great, but it kicked my butt and it took me like three days to get over it. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't even like drinking or anything, but <laughs> it just was so exhausting. But we, um, we did the, and I mean, I'd mentioned this on a previous episode, but we would go, we'd go with my friend and his wife and we go see at the seven o'clock show. So we'd be the first ones to see it. Yeah. Go to see it, watch the movie. Like, Oh my God, that was incredible. And then we would, the next day I didn't have to go. I took off from school. It's the last day before the, uh, usually the last day before the break anyway. And I would drive down to Baltimore, pick up our daughter, come back. And then on Saturday we'd get up again and we'd go see it during the day. Yeah. And uh, I, although I'll always remember, you know, my daughter was not like a huge star Wars fan, but she knew enough because of me and what was you know, the way my house looks and she knew enough to get it. And she understood it and she knew the characters and that kind of thing. So um, she was well enough versed in it that she got everything and yeah. I lo- I loved and she wears her emotions on her sleeve so you go to see a movie with her it's hysterical you know she's <laughs> like when when he was like in the hands you know the you know when 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 Snoke's talking to Kylo Ren and says you know the the droid is in the hands of your father Han Solo <laughs> my daughter was like wait, wait wait in full volume wait what now what was that <laughs> you know? and it was just one of those things but then when they go towards the end of the movie, when Han Solo goes out on the on the rafters there, and Green is like, "Oh no, this ain't good. This ain't good. This oh. ain't good." <laughs> it was hysterical. Anyway, so what was your knee jerk reaction coming out of Force Awakens? I liked. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun 
it it was a fun movie and it definitely felt like Star Wars. Um I I got emotional too. I remember getting emotional. Um I mean cuz especially the the open you know hearing the the opening the the opening fanfare mm-hmm. and then the beginning of the the opening crawl and you know cuz it had been so long. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like it had been so long since we'd seen that and Star Wars was back and I, yeah. It felt good. It felt it did. now there was a there was an interview with Lawrence Kasdan and he said when they were writing the script he said he just wanted to delight. Mm-hmm. He wanted to delight audiences and I felt that yeah. I felt delighted. Yeah. I walked out of that film delighted. Now, I was a little I mean the Han Solo thing. I I just knew it. And then we've talked about this before. I yeah. just knew there was no way Harrison Ford was coming back. I said, yeah. maybe he'll hold out to the middle, to the second movie. Yeah. Maybe. But he, if he ain't going in the first, he's definitely going in the second. And I, and yeah. I, and I just knew it because he wanted to go and return. The Jedi. Yeah. Jedi. yeah. So, yeah. So, and, so thing- and Lawrence Kasdan wanted him to go and return of the Jedi. So here's yeah. these two guys that are responsible for the story and the, the actor and the writer, and they both are brought back for this movie. Yeah. There's no way. coming out alive so one thing i would as we kind of go into the different move is while we're while we're kind of fresh in our mind is do you think disney handled the way they handled i don't know when to know because it was definitely not a failure but the way they handled the aftermath of solo of stopping the the kind of Star Wars, you know, putting a halt on the Star Wars story. Do you think that was the right move? Before we do that, we're going to talk about that. But let's just kind of let's just kind of jump through the the saga. Okay. Okay. Sure. sure. So I think we can agree that Force Awakens was um, universally accepted. At you know, I think most people. Like, I mean, I remember there was a few people who did, who who had issues with it, but they I mean, it was derivative of a New Hope. Yeah, I but that was like that was like the biggest complaint. But I think for the most part, people. People enjoyed it. I think of all the sequel of all these sequel movies, this is the one that is universally most people, if not enjoy it, at least are like, yeah, it was okay. I, I don't um, think there's like a lot of necessarily a lot of hate. Right. Now I will say that, that you know there are some that that the one the, besides the derivative of Star Wars, the one complaint I hear a lot from people, and I think this is just more, um, you know, uh, just a general story comment is that. You know, we just would have liked to have seen the whole gang on the Falcon one more time. Yeah. And and I'm I'm always of the adage like I don't think of, I don't really spend a lot of time um, complaining about the Star Wars I didn't get. I like to, you know, rejoice in the Star Wars I did get. Yeah. So that's just who I am. And, and, and I understand that some people need to grieve on that kind of a thing. And I get it. And that's fine. Yeah. But um, although nowadays, you know, all bets are off because, you know, um, we had Luke and Boba Fett, so you know, just just wait. That might that day may come. So you know, you, you, you can you, you can you hold that hope because you can you never know. But then Last Jedi comes out, and I well, you're, you're used. To, are you just going? I'm, not, I'm gonna. I want to talk saga first, then we'll go back okay. to. So okay. Last Jedi comes out two years later, and there is a polarizing divide among mm-hmm. people. Okay, now. I still don't believe in my heart of hearts, John, that that divide is 50-50. No. Because I do believe that there's a whole contingency of people who go to see a movie, are entertained, and forget about it. Yeah. And I think those those folks went and saw the movie and said, oh, okay, that's cool. And that was it. They, they, yeah. Their opinion was, was it like, you know, the second coming of, you know, JC? No. But was it, a, you know, an entertaining film? I, I believe so. And I think they thought so. So when you're talking about the divided bunch, you're talking about a small minority of both sides that thought it was the greatest movie ever, what a great idea of where to take the story, or was ridiculous and, you know, everything else. Ryan Johnson is the best. Ryan Johnson can, you know, die a fiery death. So, you know, and and, and honestly, I'm like, I, I heard what he said. He said in an interview, interview, he said he wanted to put everybody in the worst possible situation. That was his goal. Yeah. And see how they would handle it. And, and that's that, I mean, and that's what George did in Return of the Jedi. Exactly. I mean, Empire Strikes Back. 
Right. You know, he even said that's part of how you write a three-part saga. You introduce everyone in the first film, yes. in the first Throw. act. You in the second act, you put them in the worst possible situation, and then you resolve it in the third act. Right. So it's not like it's not a real stretch that you know this happened. So um, my only, I will say, you know, I'm a very positive person, and people sometimes call me an apologist, and I don't really give a crap, but. My my one thing I will say is that I I have heard on multiple from multiple sources that they really didn't have a plan going in, like they didn't have JJ direct all three. Not that I had anything wrong with Ryan Johnson. I like what Ryan Johnson did with it, but I don't know. Was there a notebook? Was there a clipboard with a few jotted ideas of where they want the story to go, or was it just let JJ start it, let Ryan take it, and then whoever finished it? going to be, yeah. I guess, Colin Trevor or whatever, right? Or yeah, we, we'll, we'll, yeah, that's what we we'll want to get to. So, so the last Jedi, I, you know, of course, last Jedi also brought in one of my favorites. We have the Porgs. Porgs. I love the Porgs. I think the Porgs are the greatest. Porgs are good. Porgs should, are great, especially with barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're cute and they're yummy. Anyway. <laughs> pulled so. pork sandwich. <laughs> so pulled pork. Here we go. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I get the divisiveness. I think yeah. that at the end of the game, you liked it, great. You didn't like it, great. I'm, you know, but it's a movie, folks. You know, and yeah. we're a Star Wars podcast, and we're telling you guys, you know, it, I just I I feel bad for people who get who who tear up about it, you know, who get that emotionally invested in it, because you know, I I just feel I mean I, I respect that people have passion, and I get that, but I just also feel bad. I feel, and I'm not mad at them. I just feel bad. There was a lot of divisiveness there, but I thought it was a beautifully made film. I, I loved what happened with the characters. I loved what they did with Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker, even though Mark Hamill didn't love it. But yeah. I loved the new introduction of like force timing and projections and mm -hmm. all this stuff. I just, you got to move the story forward. You can't just have the same thing over and over. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. any any thoughts for you on that? On the last um, Again, I mean, I, 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 were you entertained? I was. Oh, oh, yeah. I was. I've never not been entertained by a Star Wars movie. Right. Um. Even even the one even the ones you know, there's been a couple that have been like, eh, it's not my favorite. I've still been entertained by them. Right. I still can. I can, still can walk out going like, okay, that was fun. Right. Um. I I don't. Yeah, I don't get the the some of the some of the the hate that last or uh, that last thread I got. I I understand. I understand some. I understand where people might be upset with some of the some of the ways things went, and might not have agreed with some of it. But at the same time, I i understand i understand both sides i understand where ryan johnson was coming from but i also understand that people may not have liked where ryan johnson was taking it right he might not have resonated with them so yeah i get that all right so we move on to return of the uh, return of the, re, re, uh, so the rise of skywalker rise of skywalker and so this is I, where I, I wanted to ask you get, okay. get your thoughts on something is so when we're going into rise of skywalker we had yeah, a controversial movie, or quote unquote controversial movie, in Last Jedi. We had on top of that, we had another movie that could easily be considered almost as divisive with Solo. I don't. And, think, I I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if, the, if Solo was very divisive. I just hmm. think I think Solo um, was more of a um, a victim of bad timing. I think so too. I, we'll we'll get to a, that. Yeah, we'll we can back, get to I that. I want to yeah. come back to Solo because it was so but then you had the change of director mm -hmm. for Ed. Do you, do you think that was? Do you think that was because of what happened with Last Jedi and Solo that P, that did, that Lucas might have been like, or do you think? I mean, I don't was that so. in correlation with what happened? I don't. I don't think that. I. I think there were other reasons. I think there were production reasons. Yeah. Um. I know that. Uh. Was it. Was it Colin Trevorrow? Or what am I thinking? It someone might else? have been. But. Um, but they did the same. The same thing happened with Solo of them changing directors. Right. Right. But and and, and I and I believe that that was production issue 
kind of yeah. thing. Production design issues, maybe story elements, something of that nature. Um, I think that that was it. I, I there could have been some residual, but I mean, Ryan, I mean, if the, if it was Ryan Johnson who was slated to direct the next movie, but they took him off of it, yeah, that I, I then I would think more more likely. But I don't think it's where it went. Now okay. I do think again, my ones, my one, you know, complaint, if you will is that I do feel that there was a few things shoehorned into Rise of Skywalker, the whole Palpatine thing. I love the Palpatine thing. You bring Ian McDermott back, I don't care how you fit him fit him in there. Yeah. All right, I'm good with that. But it did seem to be odd. However, at the same time, if you're going to tell a Skywalker saga and generally have Palpatine be all along almost the entire time, it makes it kind of makes sense to put him that and have, bring him back at the end, mm-hmm. but so 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 I I've come to grips with that and I've I've you know made my peace with that. Um, I thought the rise of Skywalker was a very fitting ending to the Skywalker saga. I thought that um, the only thing I think I would have done differently is I mean I sort of understood the way the optics worked of like Lando and Chewie getting everybody in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there was any way for them to do it, like to show them trying to drum up support, um, you know, without their, without like, you know, spoiling the reveal, hmm. you know, that there's more of us, you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, just to turn up and see like literally every ship that's ever been in Star Wars just yeah. approaching. So it's um, just people. <laughs> Just, that was a great. It's just people. I felt bad for that guy. He he, he died a fiery death a few minutes later, and I'm like, oh. I would have been like, dude, jump ship and join him. Yeah, come on. I, there, there's. I, the, I would I would have been like, I, I would you know I always think in my head canon. I always think like half of those Sith uh, Sith um, officers are like, dude, man, they're they're good. Let's join them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a little more. They have better dental. Let's go with that. You know, just escape pods. But um. No, I really enjoyed it. I really liked how they wrapped things up. I loved how they let C-3PO be a little bit more crucial part of the story. He's been a more crucial part of of, uh, The Rise of Skywalker than he was in any other film since Return of the Jedi. He he had hardly anything going on in the prequels. I mean, aside from, you know, a a glorified cameo. And in all three. So to, to see him actually be real integral to the story was um, really nice. And I was really happy about it for yeah. Anthony Daniels because he had been, you know, shouldering that armor for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or that, that costume. So, so that would become... one thing, one thing I really enjoy, it was like with rise of Skywalker was, you know, a lot of the, you know, like you said, not, you know, not just bringing back some of the old, you know, lesser known, um, uh, Wedge until he's bringing Wedge back. That was great. The only thing I wish they would have done is put him in an X-wing, and to hear yeah. Red Two, Red, you know, you you see Red Five and hear Red Two is standing by, and to see or even Rogue Rogue Leader, Rogue Leader standing by, and it's yeah. like, oh yes, yeah. I was I was I was a little yeah because it's like what what's he doing? Why, why is happy. he a gunner? How did he become? I would like, have been he's happy a... having him even in a deleted scene. I yeah. just felt like, dude, they brought this guy in, they put him in a costume, and he sits there and goes, nice, shoot, nice shooting, Lendo. And that's it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, he's Wedge. He's... It's Wedge. Give me it, like more lines than all three of the other of the original. Come on. But that's all right. Yeah. So, yeah, I I um, I thought it was very fitting. I thought I loved the, that they brought, like, in a vision, they brought Harrison Ford back. Because then mm. you had another movie with Harrison, even though they weren't together, I know. Harrison, Carrie, and Luke all together. Yeah. Um, you know, which they were in the first one, technically, just you know, in the film at some point. But yeah, it was it was great, and I thought it was a fitting end. And again, John Williams just you know, French Kiss, you know, beautiful score, tap off his nine symphonies, and uh, such a great thing. And yes. so I, I really felt that Disney handled it really well. I think that I certainly think that they took it extremely seriously. Mm-hmm. I will say another minor um, criticism of the sequel trilogy was just the lack of um, aliens, familiar aliens. Yeah. I felt like, you know, when episode one, two, and three came out, we had a lot of new, returning aliens and a lot of new aliens. And 
it just seemed like they just wanted to do new aliens and they didn't want to have now i do appreciate the idea of expanding the universe you know making the place bigger yeah you know and i got that but i mean come on throw a rodian in there somewhere you know throw give me give me an aqualish you know so which i guess in a way they're kind of doing that now but we'll get to that in a little bit yeah. so let's talk about the spin-off movies is what mm. say. we had what one what many would consider to be what you know a lot of opinions could say the best star wars film to come out of the disney I I would, I would definitely. I mean, nothing against the sequel. I've enjoyed all the sequels, but Rogue One to me was just on another level. It was just a great movie overall. I, I'm going to say this. I think that, I think that Rogue One. What, what made Rogue One in, in many people's eyes. Now, I preface it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I do not think it was the greatest of the movies that came out since the Disney one. I think it was very close. But like I, I, I just happened to uh, some of the sequel movies resonate with me better. Actually, Solo resonates with me better. But I'll get to that. Um, but and I think part of the reason for it is that you know Star Wars always had every Star Wars movie in some degree, with the exception of maybe Revenge of the Sith, had um, you know you could have a ha- you had to have the happy ending, you know, and yeah. But we've now as a as an audience have uh, matured, or many of us have matured to the point where now things like the dark Knight and Batman films are far more, you know, more dark, more brooding, you know, and, and people have become used to that. So I think they needed that kind of a little more grit to it. Um, you know, nobody making it out alive at the end. Uh, it's pretty, pretty intense stuff, you know, yeah. but nonetheless, I think it was for, I think it was epic storytelling. Oh, and, definitely. It, and it was great to have it in a universe that um that yeah i think familiar. i think that's one th- one thing that i think a lot of people enjoyed about enjoyed about it and was it seemed familiar right even more well, so than the, than the like everything is like you know when you walk when they when you see that first trailer when you walk when they're walking into the rebel base in yavin and, and it's just like oh this looks exactly <laughs> like 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 198 right. like 1977 yavin yeah. just like <gasps> um yeah, that's true and they um you know and just the hairstyles i mean they really yeah. went they really went all not all out with the details introducing new aliens new characters um but uh and, and then you know getting you know lucasfilm you know uh, industrial light and magic give it up for them um they they resurrected peter cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin. And mm-hmm. while, you know, you look at it today and, you know, you can see the age, the, the, um, yeah. the datedness of the, of the technology. It definitely got some uncanny Valley stuff right. going on. There, but definitely. I, I don't really care about that because if you don't push the envelope, you know, you're never yeah. going to, you're never going to, you're just going to stand still, you know, so yeah. you got to push it and, and take risks and let the uncanny Valley happen. And um, it's okay. So. Cause without that, then we might not, we probably wouldn't have gotten, Luke, I'm into that. So, all right. So, Rogue One. I think people were now all of a sudden the playing field's different. Rogue One comes out and it's like, wait, we can tell other stories. People will come to see movies without Jedi in them. You know, people will come to see movies about these characters. I mean, it was based on a line from the scroll, for God's sake. Yeah, not even a full sentence. Managed to steal secret plans. That was it. So. So there's that. Okay. Then a few years later, we have Solo. Now, Solo was a challenge from beginning to end. Yeah. Number one, there was a lot of people that said, if it ain't Harrison Ford in there, I don't want to see it. Well, I'm sorry, but, you know, if you haven't watched it, watch it. And if you watched it, watch it again. Because Alden Ehrenreich, Alden, Alden Ehrenreich, excuse me, yeah. is by far an amazing, amazing actor. And I thought he did a, a yeah. beautiful job. Yeah. And, and he made it his own. He wasn't trying to be a Harrison Ford impersonator. But, you know, like all people do, you know, his his uh, his energy, enthusiasm level was higher because he was a young man in these stories. And then you can sort of see him evolve as the story goes mm-hmm. to the point where, like, at the end, he's like, you know, you know, don't 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 hold your breath, kid. You know he's guy got the he's starting to get that 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 Han Solo swagger. You know, yeah. 
and and it's it was it was fantastic and yeah. i loved the i loved everything about that movie i watched that movie like so many times and and every time i watched it i saw it in the theater like five times and every time i watched it i was like what are i got more and more like just gobsmacked why are people not seeing this movie you know why are people not seeing it now in both rogue one and solo there were director changes or and or you know rewrites right, re- right. reshoots and you started to mention about that now this is where i think you know kathleen kennedy maybe or maybe other people in lucasfilm have have had to do a very delicate dance mm. and from what i believe has happened is that when you starting with rogue one they say kathleen kennedy goes to gareth edwards and says i need you to make a gritty war movie like think band of brothers think think saving private ryan but in star wars so he goes off he does it he comes back and they're like whoa this is this is a really a war movie man you made a you made it a very intense war movie yeah and he's like yeah that's what you told me to make and they're like yeah but this might be a little too intense this might be a little bit too much for the audience so let's 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 bring in i think it was tony gilroy to soften it up a little bit flesh out the characters a little more come up with a different way to you know to 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 finish the ending so now you know okay we got the movie we love the movie they put that vader thing in the end which was just my god oh oh yeah I mean, people just aren't, weren't done. To, they, they just couldn't stop talking about it. So, so you had that. Now let's go to Solo. Solo, they want to make, a, they want to make a screwball comedy. So who do they bring in? The guys from the Lego movie. Phil Lord. Is it yeah, Phil, I don't remember. Lord Miller. Lord and Miller. Yeah. I don't remember their first names. And they made uh, a zany, you know, from what I was hearing, it was like, not even, it wasn't even like Lego. It was like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It was like crazy stuff going on and yeah. whatever i don't even think they got the full movie done you know they just they were just whatever they were doing and they were very they were going over budget because they would like make multiple takes and all this stuff and stuff were going on and finally they just said sorry this isn't working go away and yeah. now some people say well they were we want you to make a screwball comedy and then they made a screwball and said no they wanted you to make a light-hearted film i think still telling the story of Han Solo and how he became yeah. Han Solo. Yeah. And I think that they went kind of, they went to screwball. Yeah. And as a result, they bring in Ron Howard, great directing background, great pedigree, knows what he's doing. And he presented a film and I'm sorry, John, but I still, I still, that film resonates with me even more than Rogue One does. Hmm. I, I, you know, it's still in the same approximate same time frame. So you still have the familiar feel. I love, yeah. I love the production design, the Mud Troopers. I love um, mm. Tobias. I loved uh, Woody Harrelson's character. No. All of it, yeah. Rios and and uh, and and Thandie Newton's character. I mean, even though you know, and then how they how he and Chewbacca met. I mean, that was mm. just ah, oh, it was amazing. Yeah. So so, but you're right. It did not. It did not. Uh, it didn't do as well as as most. I think. If they, I think they would have been okay with it if a they didn't have to marketing didn't cost as much as it does, and b more importantly they um, didn't have to yeah. shoot like. I, for for I me, I, I I've gone on record of saying that is of the new movies. Solo is my least favorite. Okay. Uh, not that I didn't enjoy it. My thing was always has always been. And I mean, you can disagree, but it was the movie for me. It was the movie nobody asked for. I don't. I don't remember a big clamoring of like, oh, let's have a Han Solo movie because for me, at least, for me at least personally, I knew everything I needed to know about Han Solo in the movies. Like okay. everything I needed to know. That, that's for me personally. I enjoyed. I've, I enjoyed Solo, but it wasn't something that was like, yay, we're getting a Han Solo movie. Is like, oh, okay, cool, we're getting a Han Solo okay. movie. Fine. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, my own, my own take on that. My response to that is simply that, um, you know, when they do try to like, when they do try to make movies that, you know, everybody wants, 
you know, then you end up getting like too much, too much unmanaged expectations. Yeah, that's true. And, that's and then true. you run into run into other issues. So to me, it's like, and you know, I mean, problem. maybe I'll I'll have to rewatch because I'll I also be, also also be honest. So, Solo is the only movie, Star Wars movie that I have only seen once. Oh, dude, you got to watch it again. I so you I might have to watch it, it again. Hold, you have to watch that movie five times. Now, four, now that we're going, now, me and my daughter are going, going, re-going through the movies, uh, one by one. I'll have to, we'll have to redo, I'll have to rewatch Solo eventually. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'll it have just, to. It, it is definitely grown. I mean, and, and again, I I was more in your camp. The first time I watched it, I enjoyed the movie. I was had a good time with the movie, but I was like, I don't know if it was my favorite, but I enjoyed it. Then I saw it a second time, and I was like, you know, I kind of really like this. I mean, there were there were different things. I mean, I was I was open to, I mean, I was open to a new score, you know, but one that utilized heavily on John Williams. So, uh, anyway, no, so, um, uh, we might have to uh, as we're we're kind of coming up to the hour mark here, so we might actually oh, yeah, have we got a lot to talk about. We still got to talk about the TV Disney shows. Standing. TV shows like Disney Plus. Yeah. We still got to talk about Galaxy's Edge. We yeah. still got to talk about um, which I will have another fresh perspective since I'll be going there next week. That's and right, which we'll talk about. Rise of the Resistance, Smuggler's Run, the Galactic Star Cruiser, which I won't have perspective on yet, but I'm going to be eventually. Yeah. And yeah. and we but, need to and not to mention you know yeah. The, before the, before we go, one thing I wanted to get your thoughts on absolutely that was different in was the idea for the standalone movies um, of taking the scroll out. How oh, did you feel about that? Were you, I mean, bother me at all. Yeah. Yeah. I did, I did like that. They kept the font of the credits. Yeah. I did like that. They, and they, and I think I'm pretty sure that they both still end with the, da, 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 you know what I mean? They both end with the, 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 the classic John Williams credit music to start and then yeah. it switches over. But uh, no, as far as the scroll, it, it didn't. I, I thought it was, um, you know, I think I was I was actually conditioned to that with the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. We, and instead, we had like, you know, which I I love. I mean, not Tom to go. Kane. I mean, God, oh, I love that man. You know what that reminded me of? The Clone Wars is always remind. The beginning of the Clone Wars was always reminding me of. If you ever watch on YouTube or seen the documentaries where they would do the the old World War II newsreels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah next up. Yeah. It was, it was like that. It was like, you're watching the galactic news. Yeah. yeah. The beginning it was like, you're watching the galactic Republic news and they're talking about what's going on in the war. Yeah. And it's just like, which Trump is basically what the Republic. scroll was, what the scroll Anakin was. Skywalker. Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. Skywalker. And his, and Captain Rex, take the Soka Tano and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. To Nicola, you know, it's like, it's, I oh. just loved it. Oh my God. It was so much fun. And yeah, I, I, I love that. Exactly yeah. what you said. It was exactly like listening to the newsreels. I mean, it was just fantastic. Oh, great. So, so, great. so uh, yeah, so we got a lot to do. So I think, we I do, think we part do. two is definitely, um, um, I think we're, we're, we haven't really had a chance to talk about this, but I think we're going to be taking probably a break for for this for this next week since you're going to be in. Okay. Yeah. Um, unless I'm able to find a second co-host. Um, oh no 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 no. No. You're <laughs> like no 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 no. Okay. Talk. You can have a second co-host, but if but we can we can't no, work to this. Until yeah, yeah no no. I'm back. Uh, so we do get to so, yeah. do another subject, but we part two. Yeah, we would. Uh, <laughs> but no, we would. Uh, we're going to be we're going to take a break so he can go to. Uh, enjoy, enjoy, yeah, enjoy, yeah, do, research. do my research. Um, so yeah, this has been a fun conversation. We look forward to in two weeks coming back and uh, finishing up this conversation. Yes, of the 10 years of the sale of Lucasfilm to They've Disney. done so much, it's going to take two episodes for us to get through it all. I know, right? There it is. Uh, so, with that being said, Will, why don't you take us through and tell us all the places people can find you at? Okay, well, I'm always on YouTube at the Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show. Just search for Darth Tuba on YouTube. Right. And you can also find me at Darth Tuba on Instagram and Twitter. Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing page on Facebook. And you can email me, DarthTuba77 at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And what about the rest of our War of the Stars contact information? Well, you can email us right here at warofthestars1 at gmail.com. That is one of the best places to get a hold of us. Or even easier is at our Twitter handle at War of the Stars 1, which we have a poll up. I put it, just put it up earlier today uh, during the, uh, actually during the show. 
uh, asking people how they have thought the Disney has handled Star Wars in the past 10 years. Uh, we'll be going over the results in two weeks, kind of talking talking about that, just, just to kind of see what you guys think out there uh, about that. Uh, you can also get a hold of us on our Facebook page to search War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast uh, for our Star Wars group, uh, the, the uh, Facebook group right there you can, where we're also live. Uh, you can buy our merchandise right there is Spreadshirt.com forward slash shop forward slash War of the Stars. Uh, of course, we are a proud member of the Red 5 Network, red5network.com for more information and to check out all the fun shows there. Uh, both of us are now a part of Red 5 yes. Network. Yes. Yes, we are. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars if you want to support the show. We are also available. If you're not able to catch us live, you can catch us wherever fine podcasts are heard. Just go to your wherever you listen to your podcast at. Uh, type in War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, and we should be there. All right. Uh, I think that is about it. Yeah. Um, so until next time, remember, it's, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Till the spire, everyone.